The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day then is our gospel reading for today. And especially focusing in on this question that John sent his disciples to ask Jesus. Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you the one? Or should we expect another? That was the question which John the Baptist sent with his disciples to bring before Jesus. After all, it was sort of a confusing time to be a follower of Jesus. Not everything was adding up. Oh yes, there were reports that Jesus was doing great and miraculous things. Right before John sent his disciples to ask Jesus this question, a report had come that Jesus had stopped and raised up a young man from the dead. And yet, at the same time, while those glorious things were going on, John the Baptist, the very forerunner of Christ, sat imprisoned. Oh yes, Jesus had crowds that followed him, and many people that loved to hear him teach. But on the other hand, he also had many people who followed him around wherever he went, hoping to catch him in some mistake in order that they could prove that he was a false teacher. And this was certain. Rome, which was in power when Jesus came into being, was still very much in power, even while Jesus was doing his miraculous deeds. You see, many of the Jews living in Jesus' day had come to believe that when the Christ came, he would once again make everything glorious for the people of God. They believed that the Romans would finally be put away and that Christ would rule from a throne here on earth. Yes, they believed that he would sit in Jerusalem and issue forth every blessing for his people. Yes, when John the Baptist heard that Jesus had raised up someone from the dead, and yet he found himself still in prison, he wondered what all of that disparity could mean. He wondered if Jesus truly was the Christ. And so he sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus some questions. Why was it that some things seemed so glorious, and yet other things seemed so dismal? Jesus, are you the one, or should we expect another? You know, we too at times struggle with the concept that God is ruling right now in our very day. We struggle with the idea of God's kingdom being manifested upon this earth. Now I suppose most of us don't expect that Jesus will come and sit down as an earthly ruler. Jesus made quite clear that he would not. We know instead that Jesus sits on a throne in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And yet, when it comes to the things we experience in life, sometimes we wonder if he really is up there ruling. 
Is he truly reigning even now as we confess? Bills pile up while income seems to dwindle down. Relationships that once were a pure joy now seem nothing more than a constant struggle. Our health, which we once took for granted, now seems to need constant attention. On a bigger scale, perhaps, we hear in the news about Christians in other parts of the world being removed forcefully from their churches and their homes. We watch in terror as some lose their lives at the hands of armed marauders. We see other brothers and sisters living around the world in what seems to be just grave poverty. We watch also as we see other false religions expand their kingdom and bring violence to others. We watch as our country seems to embrace one form of immorality after another. And sadly, we even watch as one church after another seems to lose its biblical moorings. And when we dwell on all these things, we can begin to wonder, is Jesus really in charge? Is he truly seated at the right hand of the Father? Is he head over all things in his church? You've wondered, haven't you? Wondered where he is? Wondered if he cares? Wondered if he really has the power to change things? Yes, I suppose if the depths of our hearts were mined, we would find them rich with questions like these. No doubt at different times we have in our prayers, or perhaps in our lack of prayers, wondered about Jesus, are you the one, or should we expect another? Sadly, many times when we ask that question, we feel as if there's simply no answer given to us. But that is because we forget that the answer to that question has already been given to us. It is there for us in the Holy Word. It is there for us because John the Baptist had the courage or perhaps the audacity to ask Jesus that question out loud. And indeed, we should look to that answer that Jesus gave to John the Baptist because often too many times when we think that Jesus isn't answering us right away, we are tempted to go looking elsewhere for answers. If Jesus is not being quick enough, then we'll run after someone who promises a faster solution. If we think he's not showing his power, we'll listen to other people who say they have power that we should trust in. Far better that we would simply listen to the words of our Lord clearly. That way, the next time doubts come into our heart and we wonder if Jesus is the one, we will already have that answer stored up in both our head and our heart to help us through those doubts. Here is Jesus' answer. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me.
First, Jesus did offer to John the evidence of his power. He proved that he was able to reign over sin and death and the devil. He told John that indeed the blind had received their sight, that the lame had walked, and that the lepers were cleansed. He even confirmed for John that rumor that had been going around, that the dead were even raised in the presence of Jesus. You and I are given this same word, this same testimony today. We are reminded through the word of the scriptures of all the miraculous things that Jesus did when he was upon the earth. We are reminded how he was able to put away things that were evil and bring forth life. We are reminded that when the kingdom of God breaks forth on this earth, there is glory there indeed. And yet, he told John this, Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. It was as though, through these words, Jesus communicated to John the truth that the kingdom of God on this earth would not always be so evidently glorious. Indeed, it would not come in its glory in all times and in all places in this world. Oh yes, there would still be glimpses of glory, but truthfully, not everything would be set right until he returned to judge the living and the dead. He invited John to continue to trust in him, even when things did not give immediate evidence that he was ruling and reigning from on high. He assured him that such waiting on him would never be in vain. You too should not be offended at the way in which Jesus' reign is manifested in this world. Oh yes, you should rejoice in every glorious glimpse you get to behold. Whether that's God bringing you healing after illness, or whether it's him delivering you good news right when you thought there was no good news to be heard. Rejoice in how God has claimed you in baptism. Rejoice in how he calms your conscience with his forgiveness. Rejoice in how he welcomes you into his presence to eat at his table. But also you should not be surprised if everything is not always just as you wish. Do not be offended by the way that God works in this world. For God's ways are indeed hidden at times. And the devil and the world and our flesh are fierce opponents to the ways of God. Some things will simply not be set right until that final day. But know this, they will be set right. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. For Jesus is the one that heals the lame in body and also heals the sick in soul. He is the one that died and rose in order that there might be good news to be preached into your ears this very morning. Yes, he is the one. He is the one. You need not wonder if it is true, for it is. Stop looking for others who promise faster solutions to your problems. Where else would you go? Jesus alone has the words of eternal life. He alone can purge everything that is bad and bring to life everything that is good. 
Today, indeed, we did light the pink candle. We light it because that word rejoice rings throughout all of our readings this day. Zephaniah said, Sing aloud, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult in your heart. Philippians said, Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. And our gospel tells us why we rejoice. For what better reason is there to rejoice than knowing that Jesus is in fact the one. He is in fact the one whom God has sent for us and our salvation. We need not look anywhere else. Blessed are you this day, and blessed are you every day, if you are not offended by him. Amen.